just to point out, Anakin has a pod racing poster in his room oh. with the uh, Sebulba on it, which I find is odd. How is he even allowed to have that? Like ties to his past? I have no idea. Yeah. Who else is on it over there? Uh, also, uh, Ben Quadraneros is on the poster. Just to keep him angry. If, if if at any point he doesn't have something to be angry yeah, about, just wake he up just looks angry at that every day seeing the poster of Sebulba. <laughs> Hello, welcome back. It's Star Wars Total Rewatch. We got big, big drama today. Oh, yeah. We're watching through the Clone Wars, and we're on Season 6, Episode 6, The Rise of Clovis, everyone's favorite character. <laughs> Anakin's favorite character. <laughs> but uh, I'm Daniel. I'm Aaron. <laughs> and I'm Hannah. Hi. Yeah, this is the one where um, Clovis and Padme come back with evidence from the banking clan, supposed evidence that the banking clan is like uh, smuggling all their money away to the heads of the banks. And Clovis says, well, I can, maybe I can help get to the bottom of it. And maybe Count Dooku is also uh, trying to maneuver uh, Clovis into a position of power so that then he can use him as sort of a puppet or something. Yeah, potentially. Uh puppet leader under Dooku. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they uh, they fled Scipio in the previous episode and now they're on Coruscant. They're just trying to get Clovis in front of the Senate to show his evidence. But of course, I, I guess it's Palpatine's whole secret plan to try to get Anakin really mad all the time? <laughs> is that what, like, is he, is he doing this on purpose? <laughs> trying to, like, oh, he, definitely. He tells Tell, telling... Padme to work with Clovis. Yeah, and then he tells Anakin to go and, like, see what's happening with Clovis. He's yeah, just, gets... you know, driving wedges between people, I, keeping everybody, yeah, uh... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's, it is hard to tell, like, does he have a really specific plan that he's working with here, or is it just kind of, like, keeping everybody emotional, not thinking clearly, and it's easier then to get them to do what he wants in whatever area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I liked this episode a lot, though. Yeah. Um, the, the beginning and the end of this arc, like the episodes on either side of this, I thought they're okay, but that's that to me felt a little more like, okay, it's like sort of political intrigue, right? a little bit of action involved where they're trying to break into the banking system and stuff, and I don't know. It was okay, but it didn't. I didn't feel like I was totally buying what some of was going on there. But right. where this one um, feels like it's it's that's the plot, but like all the interesting stuff is the character interactions mm -hmm. and seeing what Anakin is kind of doing and how he's you know how everybody else is responding to that. Uh, to me, that was really interesting. Sure. And uh, yeah, but Clovis and Padme are doing some investigating together, and Anakin is just being a big. Uh, baby about it the whole time yeah this is a little hard to watch oh yeah yeah this is a frustrating episode the, in so many ways this gives me the same feelings as uh revenge of the sith it's the 
irritating emotional roller coaster of Anakin. <laughs> Except what's not irritating is Padme is like the smartest she's ever been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, if only she stuck with that mindset. <laughs> oh, like the part where she sees the red flags yeah. and says, "Hey, let's uh, let's let's take a break from this." You know, <laughs> she's like, "You're actually scaring me, and I don't feel safe." And right, I think good. we should take a break from seeing each other. Right. Unhealthy like, yeah, relationship. That makes sense. Yeah, as much as I don't, I mean, of course, I don't like Anakin's behavior in this, but I I like seeing the way it all plays out and i feel like it's like you said a lot of similar stuff that you see in episode three but here it like mm -hmm. feels realistic yeah i felt like so many of these scenes i would have liked to have seen stuff like this in episode three where you really start to see anakin kind of falling apart in different ways like before he oh yeah that would have been cool i don't know they they kind of keep everything like running smoothly until all of a sudden oh yeah now i'm darth vader by the way mm -hmm. And this, this is finally, I think, the series doesn't seem to, you know, they show glimpses of it, but then it's always back to like, uh, well, yeah, but Anakin's kind of still like the guy we want to follow in the show here, you know, so we can't yeah. make him too unlikable. So I, I appreciate seeing what's under the surface here and being like, yeah, no, you're not supposed to like this guy. He's Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. Better written than the films somehow. It, <laughs> I wonder It why. is. I, I wish these scenes were in the movie. At the end, it still says, you know, Created and executive produced by George Lucas, which he he was very still involved with this show. So I think sometimes I get the the idea in my head of like, man, they, we were saying how this is better written than the movie. And I'm like, yeah, now these people are like taking what he did in the films and like fleshing it out more. But no, it's really still a lot of this is coming straight from George Lucas. Like he's fleshing out his own movies. Yeah, they talk frequently about George Lucas giving them story ideas that he'd like them to follow up, and they they seem like they run everything kind of by him and say, "How hey, how do you like this idea? Is this going to work or not?" Interesting. And it seems like he's a lot more involved than he would have had to have been. Like he wanted to be. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's just good to keep that in mind. That is, with Anakin and Padme, it is interesting that like. I mean, there have been other times he gets mad about her and tries to control her because of her safety, but right. it's when it comes to her emotional connection with other people is when he gets the most angry. It's really frustrating. He's using her safety as an excuse to get upset with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, that's not what it's about. No, no, no. He's really jealous. He's just so jealous. He's super controlling. It makes sense why he doesn't trust Clovis politically. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I was a little bit, like, wary of why is Padme going along with this again. I think that part of it was important to speak up about, about, like, Clovis's intentions. Yeah, it's definitely worth considering that. Mm -hmm. But that's, but, but yeah. He's, that's the only thing he has he's, going he's for. It very personally. Yeah. <laughs> Padme keeps, like, telling him, oh, you got to trust me. Like, I know what I'm doing. It's like, do you, like... Apparently, you're going to operas with Clovis, and you're <laughs> having a nice, quiet evening at, right. at your house. They, and like, they talk about how the they're heck? going to go investigate, and then it cuts to it cuts to Padme saying, yeah. that, "Well, the opera was wonderful, but now it's time to get down <laughs> I to business." I did not expect that. <laughs> and she just knows that he's in love with her. Yeah, and I don't know if that's part of her idea. Because at this point, she's not, like, trying to get anything from him. She's just trying not to work all. with him. So, I'm like, why does she need to, like, put up this whole thing? 
when she knows he's been in love with her forever. <laughs> she's made it explicitly clear she's not interested. <laughs> she's told him like a hundred times that she's not interested in him. Then just keep it professional and stop doing this. He's like, if you're not in love with Anakin, then what's stopping you from this? It's like, well, she doesn't like you. Me, I'm she stopping never has. you. <laughs> this is exactly the same situation she was in with Anakin in episode two, if yeah, you'll right. recall. Everyone is in love with her, though. I mean, what, I don't know. what's she going to do? She's like, sure, I guess I want to go to the opera. Yeah, but is she kind of setting herself up for trouble with some of these relationships? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what all senators do? Is that how their meetings work? Maybe. Go to the opera. <laughs> just business. I'm not, uh, I'm not excusing the other people's behavior either. Yeah. I'm just saying maybe she's putting herself in... Not the greatest situations. I mean, you you have to question it a bit of what exactly she thinks this is doing. But but then uh, Anakin comes in and just immediately starts like beating up (laughs) Clovis, basically real (laughs) beatdown. Was he trying to kiss Padme? And she's like, "No thanks." Yeah, of course that's when Anakin walked in. And Anakin, of course, doesn't trust her. Assumes whatever. (laughs) I don't know what he's assuming. He doesn't need an excuse. No, he doesn't. So he just—he looked at that Sebulba poster and uh, raged yeah, that's out. That's right. <laughs> Taking his anger out on other people. <laughs> Finds out Padme is seeing Sebulba on the side. Oh, man. <laughs> the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> no, their fight was great. I liked it. Uh, I think because I, I mean, I kind of hated it. Like, <laughs> it's so, like, uh, uncomfortable. But uh, mm-hmm. it worked really well, I think, to get you feeling that way. It's just bad. The fact that they're throwing punches is bad because it's a too much emotion from Anakin. Mm-hmm. I remember the scene in uh, one of the Stranger Things seasons where Billy, that yeah. long-haired jerk, uh, was fighting um, the cool guy with the baseball bat, you know, and the... Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I just remember that, like, their fight at the end being like, man, this is more exciting than, like, all the monsters we've just been <laughs> fighting. Why is this more exciting to me? They they get you to care about what's going to happen enough. That... Just a, a fight between these two guys that is very personal is so much different than, like, a fight just Anakin just chopping through a bunch of droids or something. I, I, I enjoy the cool you know, a cool, well-choreographed, like, action scene a lot, too, you know, that's right. more... But I'm not, like, emotionally invested in what's going to happen. Where With this, I, I am, even though it's just two people punching each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we should say nobody finds out about that fight because oh, right. Clovis kind of brushes it off. That's important. Which I thought was interesting. That was a little weird. He covered for Anakin. Clovis clearly knows that Anakin is in love with Padme, and uh, he could probably be thrown out of the order if that was known yeah so he's kind of in in good faith putting it in anakin's hands to decide what to do with it from here he seems the more mature person in this situation yeah definitely (laughs) just in that part uh also shout out to captain typho get some screen time yeah yeah and he sees anakin leaving here he must see them get together all the time i'm sure he knows a lot (laughs) if everybody would just he and obi-wan everybody would just sort of all compare notes on the little bits of things that they're that they've seen happening they could maybe uh no and it wouldn't help anything they don't want to know maybe not even the little bit obi-wan tried to say to anakin didn't help because he was still being like very like but we can't do that like not really trying to listen his conversation with Obi-Wan was interesting, too, just to see 
Obi-Wan knows what's... He knows some of what's going on mm-hmm. with Padme, which we kind of assumed he must realize some things here. <laughs> but I think he thinks that they are in the same position as he and Satine were. Meaning, yeah. like, we have these feelings for each other. They know they... And I wish we could do something about it, but yeah. we can't. Instead of, like, no, they're married. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the Anakin and Padme keep on saying, no, we're friends. <laughs> like, that's been their excuse the whole time. But so Obi-Wan is... He's he's understanding more of what's going on than he has let on before. But yes. he still definitely doesn't know the whole picture. And he's trying to help. But I don't know. Anakin is, um, I feel like in this episode, he's kind of beyond wanting to hear like what the Jedi have to say to him. Oh, yeah. No, he, he's doing this his own way. He thinks he can do it this way. He can have both things. Yeah, I'm just getting the vibe all throughout this that Anakin's in this Jedi system. So he's still just kind of like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll go along with what they're telling me. But almost kind of like. You know, I mean, your class, but I don't really have to like listen to you. Like, you're not really my boss. Right, right. right. I think he feels that he's already outgrown them. He's just he'll work with the Jedi as long as he needs to kind of thing. I don't know if that's true either, though. I think he is conflicted because he wants to be a Jedi master. He wants to have this life. Like you said, he wants both things. Yep. But he also wants to be his own boss and do what he wants. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Senate votes and they vote in favor of Clovis Taking over control of the banks. So then Dooku does contact Clovis. And I guess it's kind of like out of Clovis's control even what is happening. Um, Dooku basically tells him that like, we're going to support you into taking control of the banks. It's a weird situation because the banking clan was actually working with both sides as an impartial party. So, uh... Even though Clovis is being touted as this unbiased representative, he clearly has has uh, under the heel of Dooku in a way. You know, I don't know. I I don't. It wasn't anything like. It was no threat or anything. Yeah, I was a little confused if it was like left ambiguous, like how he responded to Dooku. But I guess right. no threats, no demands. But maybe there will be those to come yet. I don't know. I don't feel like they ever convinced me that dooku had much (laughs) leverage over him they just sort of told us that he does or he kind of just acts like oh i don't know if i have any choice dooku's telling me to do this stuff i i I wish i didn't have to listen to him and i'm kind of like yeah why why do you have to listen to him like just just don't like i don't know (laughs) right right we'll see about that you can see in the next one Tell, tell me if i missed something there the next episode will end this arc Episode 7, Crisis at the Heart. I think that's good. See you next time. Bye. It's a wrap.